Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's going on, Double P? What's up, Mo? What's Mo? What's going on, Kanye? What's going on, Black Jack? What's going on, my nigga Benji Banks? My nigga Fisher Roosevelt? And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite. Of the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. This is my fucking first episode as a 40-year-old and shit. What's going on, cuzzo? Brother Webb up in this motherfucker. What's going on, my nigga J-Rock from Warren Gold Clothing? Uh, you know, damn, do y'all motherfuckers even want to hear about my, my birthday weekend? Probably not. Nigga went to Vegas. Little uh, friends giving and shit. You know, had a cool weekend, visited my mom, spent good time with some good people. But that's about it, my nigga, you know. Fuck all that. To the game that motherfuckers came for. Uh, rest in peace to take off from the Migos, my nigga. Another motherfucking month, another lost rapper, my nigga, and you hate. That this shit happened from some senseless shit. So I guess I'll give him a moment of silence real quick. But man, you just you just hate to hear that shit, dog. Like, you know, like I don't I don't like the fact that nigga number one, nigga, we lost another one of our brothers out this motherfucker. Because outside the fact that, you know, he's a a famous hip hop artist, man. That nigga's, you know, he a black man like us, dog. And, you know, the, I think the thing that I hate more about it was it wasn't like it was like this nigga had beef or he was out here doing some shit that he ain't had no business doing. The nigga was minding his motherfucking business, you know, and like, that's the shit that made that shit so motherfucking stupid, my nigga. Like, a lot of the rappers who we've lost, you know, we've lost these niggas to beefs. We've lost these niggas to, you know, a, a, a lack of conflict resolution. We've lost these niggas to, you know, moving in a wrong way. What happened to him, he ain't had no fault in that shit. And that's the shit that I really was like, that's what made it sadder than anything for me. Because, like, y'all already know how it goes when the rapper pass away and, you know, we get with the shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know, our hindsight goes into 2020 and all that shit, my nigga. You know, but at the same time, like, this is just one of them fucking situations where you just hate to see a millionaire go out like a broke nigga. Because that's the immediate thing that I thought when I seen this situation, nigga. Millionaires shouldn't be going out like broke motherfuckers. Like, that's a broke nigga's death. A stray bullet over a motherfucking dice game. That's how broke niggas go out. That ain't how a millionaire should go out. You know, so like what I thought about when I seen this shit, as far as the game that I would give 
is when you level up in life, you got to level up in how you move, my nigga. Shout out John Watson. You know, good looking out to everybody in the comments with the birthday wishes and shit. But, like, that's the thing, my nigga. Like, we as black men, you know, especially young black men, especially hip-hop artists, because y'all niggas know how hard I go on rappers. Uh, I, I'm not real merciful when it comes to these niggas because I don't really like a lot of what they push in the music that they put to our motherfucking kids. Nigga, they selling a lot of bad motherfucking behavior. They selling a lot of horrible decision-making, and I'm not a fan of that shit. But just when you hit a certain level as a hip-hop artist, when you hit a certain level just as a black man because athletes make these same bad decisions. You know, even young black entrepreneurs make a lot of these same bad decisions. And it's like, nigga, when you level up in life, like, nigga, you're going to have to get away from certain motherfuckers. As much as you might love these people, as much as you might fuck with these people, as much history as you have with certain people, it's just some motherfuckers who you're going to have to leave the fuck alone. It's just some motherfuckers who you have to really realize that you've outgrown. You know, and this don't go to just niggas who are millionaires. This ain't just about rich motherfuckers. This ain't just about niggas who done hit, you know, one percenter status. Nigga, this is just niggas who got a good fucking construction job. This is just motherfuckers who work at the fucking mail company, my nigga. This is niggas who work for the Department of Water and Power. Garbage truck drivers. Truck drivers. Niggas who graduate college. It's just some niggas you don't need to be kicking with no more. It's just some situations you don't need to fucking be in no more. Like, nigga, I understand niggas be wanting to keep it real and still be in the hood and shit. You know, that's probably where your grandmama stay. You know, you probably still got some some siblings and shit over there. And that's cool. It's cool to visit, my nigga. But you don't still need to be in them motherfucking trenches, dog. Like, nigga, it's unnecessary risk, dog. You know, I feel like that's what happened to Takeoff. Nigga, Takeoff was taking unnecessary risk, engaging in some street-ass activities with some street niggas that he ain't need to fucking be around. Like, you don't have to be a street nigga no more. I understand in hip-hop, you want to have that street image, that street persona. So you want to be around the real niggas to keep it real, nigga. I'm still blah, blah, blah. But my nigga, you know, like I done said a thousand times, my nigga, you niggas is like free slaves still hanging out on plantations. Like, it just don't make no fucking sense, nigga. You don't need to be over there no more. It's no longer profitable, my nigga. You know, everybody want to keep it real, my nigga. But it's like, you going to put your life on the line just to impress a bunch of motherfuckers you don't know? Or a bunch of motherfuckers who ain't really got your best interests at heart. Because on some real shit, my nigga, as a street nigga, you know, once you see a nigga that's going up, nigga, whose trajectory is to get up off the hood, if you really got love for that motherfucker, you won't be mad to see that nigga leave. You won't be mad to see that nigga level up. Because when I grew up, once a lot of the older niggas in my neighborhood realized the potential that I had, a lot of them niggas was trying to steer me out the street. Them niggas was literally trying to push me away from gangbanging. Like, cuz, you don't need to be doing this shit. You smart, my nigga. Hit them books. Finish school, nigga. Go get a fucking degree. Go to college or some shit. You know, unfortunately, I had a little short street career. You know, like I done said, nigga, I ain't no super reputable King Kong killer crip and no shit like that. But I end up doing some little bullshit. You know, but the thing is, like, a lot of the niggas, and this is what I tell motherfuckers as far as, like, this hood shit and how 
the streets last so long, a lot of the times, a lot of the most motherfucking love that I've been shown is from older street niggas from where I lived at. You know, I done heard I love you a lot more from my OGs and a lot of motherfuckers in my real family. A lot of motherfuckers from my neighborhood, I feel a stronger family connection to than motherfuckers who I share blood with. So I understand how a nigga could get to the point where he be stuck, like not wanting to leave a lot of these motherfuckers behind. But like I said, nigga, the real ones will push you away when they understand the danger that you putting yourself in. When they realize the risk that you are putting forth, my nigga. Like you literally putting your life on the line to hang with these niggas. A lot of my OGs would literally be like, Cug, go ahead and go do your thing, my nigga. Like, nigga, you ain't losing no points with us by going out there and raising your family, nigga. You ain't losing no points with us by doing some constructive shit. Because, like, a, a proud moment that I had was, like, nigga, when my OGs, like, after I bought my house. And a lot of my OGs was, you know, like, sitting in a circle bragging about my house. Cuz, cuz, little aunt got him a big-ass house. Cuz, got a big-ass yard. Whoop-de-whoop, cuz, got a corner house in a cool little suburban neighborhood and shit. Cuz, doing good, man. We proud of you. Like, nigga, that shit make me feel better than any stupid-ass shit I could do in the streets to impress these niggas. Like, these niggas was genuinely proud that I bought a house, like, that I did some square shit. You know, and that's the thing. Like, real niggas is proud of real shit. Real niggas gonna give you props for real shit. Because, like I said, nigga, it's a zillion niggas out here being tough. Nigga, being tough easy, my nigga. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's not easy is fucking becoming a millionaire. What's not easy is like really succeeding in this motherfucking system because it's set up for us to fail, my nigga. You know, so it's like you're going to get way more props for doing some real shit than doing some bullshit. So that's the shit you got to focus on. Because like I said, nigga, I know a million tough street niggas. I don't know a million rich street niggas. What you say, Benji, truth, especially when you reach a certain level, they'll pull you back into that old shit. Exactly, dog. What's going on, Shambi Podden? What she say? They not going to be cool with you messing up. Man, exactly. Like, you know, like once you around some niggas who really fuck with you, some niggas who really realize that you got talent or you really got potential, a lot of the real niggas around you will push you away from this shit. Only a motherfucking old ass buster. It's going to try to keep you in the street. You know, nigga, them, you know, because it's a lot of old bitch-ass niggas in the street. You know, a lot of these fake-ass big homies, the ones that's busters, they want to see you do all the shit they was afraid to do. But, like, me growing up, like, a lot of the real OG niggas who I was around, they didn't want to see me nowhere near that shit. Them niggas was like, nigga, you, you smart. Get the fuck away from here, my nigga. You know, like, to this day, a lot of them motherfuckers, they just call me a pretty boy. Like, man, ain't nobody worried about you. You a pretty nigga. Go ahead and get your money, my nigga. Go work. Go do that. Take care of your family. Fuck this street shit. And that's the fucking thing. You know, so, like, with a nigga like Takeoff, you know, like the Migos, especially because 
truth be told, those niggas is from the suburbs anyway. You know, that's a lot of the thing with a lot of these rappers, my nigga. Like, y'all be looking at these niggas like just because you a rapper, you some type of street nigga. A lot of these motherfuckers wasn't even fucking raised like that, dog. A lot of these niggas come from good fucking upbringings. They might, you know, rap all that trap and shit. They might be connected with some niggas. They might have got even introduced to the hip-hop game by some niggas. So y'all just assume because they hanging around certain niggas. They that type of nigga. And a lot of times that ain't the fucking case. These niggas was born to be square. But the hip-hop um, culture pushed that bullshit on them. They wanted to give you that that street look because that's what sells in hip-hop. So it's like, okay, we can't let y'all niggas know we from the suburbs. So, nigga, we gonna hit y'all with this trappity trap bullshit, even though that ain't really us. You know, like, and that's something that I, I, I just wish that we could strip away from black culture in general, my nigga. Because hip-hop culture is a beautiful thing. I love it. You know, even as far as like the... The culture of the streets, because that's where I come from. But at the same time, like, nigga, we going to have to really work on conflict resolution. You know, like, it's it's way too cool to pull a gun out first. Because that's what, what happened to Takeoff, my nigga. Like, nigga, it wasn't like this nigga caught a, a, a straight punch, my nigga. That nigga didn't catch a straight stab. He didn't catch a, a, a straight brick to the forehead. That nigga caught a fucking straight bullet, my nigga, over a punk-ass dice game. And all I'm thinking is like, nigga, what the fuck type of money was them niggas betting for it to turn into a goddamn shootout? How could a dice game amongst a bunch of rich motherfuckers get so heated to where niggas pull guns out? And that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, that shit immediately took me back to Tupac. Like, uh... A fucking legend shouldn't die like a gangbanger, dog. Like, Tupac died a gangbanger's death. And we can go to the whole conspiracy, the government, and all that shit. But I'm looking at shit by face value right now. Because a lot of motherfuckers, you know, we can get into the super deep shit, but we can also look at it in the sense of it being some face value shit because... In order for the government to be able to pull the wool over our eyes on what they doing, if that's them. We giving them the ability for them to be able to pull it off and make it look like some bullshit because some bullshit is the way that we be going out. They wouldn't even be able to have did Nipsey like that if Nipsey wasn't slipping in the wrong motherfucking area. And I'm not saying that like Nipsey was out of bounds because Nipsey was in front of his own shit. But this is the thing, my nigga. If I want to get rid of you, the easiest way for me to get rid of you and make it look like somebody else did that shit is for you to be in a situation that I know you be in and for me to capitalize on the weakness in the way that you moving in that situation. You know, it will literally be like in the case of Let's just say on some street shit, right? I'm beefing with a nigga. And I know he got a weakness for white girls. I know this nigga love white girls. So all I got to do is put a white girl around him that has a level of attraction and just have her bring that nigga to an area where I know he feel comfortable going and then I get rid of him in that scenario. 
You know, so like if I'm somebody who like to get rid of a rapper, what's going on, Queen of Sheba? One far too. Let's just say I'm trying to get rid of a rapper, right? And I understand this nigga like to do A, B, and C. He like to be around these type of people. All I got to do is put him in a situation around a couple of the right type of people and one of my people who's the wrong person, just somebody who might not stand out. And all that person got to do is provoke him in the right way and then get his ass up out the way, and it's going to seem like some random shit. That's all you got to do to make something that ain't look like it is because nobody going to suspect nothing because it's like, well, you know how rappers get, you know how rappers do, you know, all they do, they be getting into it with each other. Them niggas be in them wrong areas. Them niggas be over there in the street. So it looks like, oh, that's what happened. Even though I might have been the one who set the shit up. I might have been the one who paid the nigga to do the bullshit. But ain't nobody going to be looking at me because that's just the type of shit that niggas involved in. So it would be easy for me to just slip that little piece of bullshit in there in order to get that nigga to fuck up out the way. So what I'm saying as far as rappers is, my nigga, y'all don't need to be moving like you still in the street. That's how King Vaughn passed away. You know, that's how Draco went out. That's how a lot of these rappers get killed, my nigga. You know, like they say, you know, being a rapper is the most dangerous profession because rappers is getting killed at such a rate. But the thing is, my nigga, a lot of why rappers is getting killed is because they moving like they regular broke niggas. You know, nigga, rock and roll artists don't be getting smoked like that because rock and roll artists don't be hanging around in nobody's ghetto. You know, a lot of the the celebrities from a lot of other fucking genres, a lot of other ways of life, they don't be going out like that because they don't be hanging out in those fucking elements, my nigga. You know, just like when you look at Sean Taylor or um, Steve McNair, you know, you you niggas still hanging with these niggas. And I hate to make it a fucking black thing, but we black. You know, like, nigga, it's just some niggas you don't need to hang out with no more. It's just some niggas you don't need to be around no more. I know that's fucked up, but, nigga, it's just some niggas you're going to have to outgrow for your own fucking safety, dog. It's just some shit you just don't need to do no more, my nigga. I know that's fucked up, but it is what it is. You know, it's no longer cool to get way up here and still kick it down there my nigga you gotta keep fucking moving forward my nigga you have to be surrounded by like-minded people you need to be surrounded by motherfuckers that's in the same income level with you you don't need to be hanging around with motherfuckers who literally and this is like something that i was talking about in in the uh the the episode about pnb rock my nigga you can't be around motherfuckers who would greatly profit from your downfall. Whether that be robbing you, you know, whether that be suing you, whether that be a bitch putting a baby on you. Like, you don't even need to be hanging around these fucking elements, my nigga. You don't need to be around where niggas just be getting shot at random. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding all our produce to a higher standard. To make sure a bad apple won't spoil the whole bunch, we do up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies. We check for things like sunburns and scarring, making sure you only get the crunchiest apples. In fact, only the best produce like juicy pears, zesty oranges, and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we want our fruits and veggies to be the apple of your eye. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Because if you get shot at random, ain't nobody going to look at it as if, oh, my God, this is crazy. How could that have happened? No, they're going to be like, what the fuck was he doing over there? What the fuck was he doing in Memphis? What was he doing in South Central? What was that nigga doing in Philly? What was that nigga doing in a goddamn dice game, dog? Not a dice game in a fucking casino, a punk ass, regular, binge Nikes up dice game, my nigga. A millionaire shouldn't go out like that, dog. That is unfucking acceptable, my nigga. You know, us as men who got our shit together. Like, we really need to start moving like we have our shit together. And like I said, this ain't me dumping on Takeoff. Because Takeoff was an innocent fucking bystander. That nigga was literally just minding his business, hanging out with his folks. But like, this is the fucking thing. As the niggas around him. Y'all don't need to have this nigga in these type of situations. This was the same shit with Draco. Like, nigga, you you don't need to be squabbing no more, nigga. You're the money. You the big dog, my nigga. You the fucking golden child. You shouldn't be in these motherfucking situations. You know, it's the same thing with all these motherfucking Rico cases. You know, like, my nigga, like, once I hit... Something where I know I'm going to have legal money for the rest of my life, nigga. The streets is done for me. Yes, the streets might have propelled me to the level of getting here. But from here to fuck on forward, you niggas are not finna see me, dog. The best thing y'all niggas going to get from me is some money in a motherfucking brown paper bag that I'm not attached to. You know, because I'm still going to look out for the niggas who helped me get where the fuck I'm going. But my nigga, I can't have a paper trail that's going to lead to me, my nigga. I can't go out like Mike Vick, my nigga. Because that's what I feel like is happening to a lot of these rappers, my nigga. Like these niggas is going out based on the consequences of the niggas around them more than their own moves. I feel like a lot of the reason that everybody clown PNB Rock when he got killed was because he was a solo jackass. You know, sorry to like shit on the dead and all that shit, but he he went out on goofy time. Like you passed away because you thought you was tougher than the goddamn program. Like you really thought, nigga, you you was too big. Like you thought your motherfucking bravery was bulletproof. And that's what happened to uh, PNB Rock. But as far as takeoff, nigga, it was more, you know, motherfucking circular awareness, my nigga. And y'all know I literally got an episode called Circular Awareness, and that's what it's about. You have to be very careful with the motherfuckers who you surround yourself with, the motherfuckers who put you in certain positions, 
Cause like I said, nigga, it's just some positions that certain niggas just should not be in under any circumstance, my nigga. And I know, like I said, nigga, this is 2020 hindsight. Nigga, you can't just, you know, after the shit done went down, tell a motherfucker what the fuck he should have did. But this is me telling motherfuckers before they get put into these fucking positions. You know, because like me and my homeboy Compton Rick Rock, nigga, we was talking about like as far as going to hood days. You know, he said that he wasn't going to go to no more. Like, I still might fuck around and show up, but it's certain activities that I'm not finna engage in no more. You know, because at the end of the day, like, my hood, they be relatively safe. You know, it's usually in a controlled environment somewhere where we got plenty of security and, you know, motherfuckers understand the surroundings of the area that we in, so it's cool. But it's certain functions I just ain't going to pop out at, my nigga. And I love my homies to death. But it's just some shit that I can't risk because I got way too much to lose, my nigga. I got too many people motherfucking depending on me to put myself in certain situations. And like I said, nigga, I ain't even a millionaire, nigga. I'm a regular little six-figure dude. Like, nigga, I got a couple of dollars. I got two cents over lunch money. But I'll be damned if I lose it because of some niggas who I'm hanging around. You know, if I throw all this shit away, it's going to be behind my kids. You know, it's going to be because somebody try to do harm to me or my family. It ain't going to be simply because I love these niggas so much, I just have to risk my life to hang out with them. That's not finna happen with me, dog. That's that bullshit, my nigga. We don't need to be going out like that no more as black men. You know, because I put that shit on Twitter. Like, we as black men need to do better, you know. A rich nigga shouldn't die like a broke nigga. And not to say that Tariq Nasheed read my tweet, but I saw that Tariq Nasheed put it, like, in a sarcastic tone on his Twitter. Like, oh, we as black people need to do better. Well, what are y'all doing to make it better? And why are we lumping all the black people in every time a rapper gets shot? And it's because we raising these rappers, dog. We raising these rappers just like these rappers is raising our kids. So we can't just disassociate the black community with this fucking bad behavior every time. Because I get it, my nigga. You know, we don't want to all be associated with the bad behavior of one motherfucker. I get it. But at the same time, my nigga, until motherfuckers like a really take accountability and responsibility for a lot of this bullshit, it ain't never going to stop, dog. Like this is literally our culture. This is the reason these motherfuckers be so quick to do this stupid ass shit. Because we fucking romanticize it. Because we support that shit, nigga. We pour money into that shit. So that's the reason a lot of these little niggas is engaging in this stupid ass behavior. Because we we allow it to be cool. We don't be checking that shit like we supposed to, my nigga. You know, like I said, nigga, I, I, I get where Tariq Nasheed coming from. I don't have no negative, no negativity toward that nigga. You know, but at the same time, like, it's a lot of shit that he says that kind of, like, releases us from the accountability of a lot of shit. And I ain't really a fan of that because I ain't with the cooning. I ain't with the pointing the finger at black people saying, you niggas is fucking up. No, nigga, it's us. Nigga, I've been a part of that shit. Nigga, I've been in gang culture. So a lot of the shit that I myself engaged in was part of the motherfucking problem. But a lot of the reason that I use this platform the way that I use it 
is to be a fucking solution to that same problem that at one point I was a part of. What's going on, my nigga? You know, but like, that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, we as black men need to take a more active role around the younger black men who we have influence over. You know, like, nigga, niggas don't need to just keep watching these niggas fuck up. Like, nigga, you need to be trying to help as many of these motherfuckers as you can help, nigga, even if it's only one. You know, because like I say, nigga, I don't have all the listeners that I wish I could have on this fucking show. I don't have the influence that I wish I could have over a lot of motherfuckers. But for damn show, nigga, the couple of niggas who I do have influence over, I'm doing the best that I can to keep them niggas out the fucking street. Keep them niggas away from making the same fucking mistakes that I made. Because I was fortunate enough to not get caught doing shit. I was fortunate enough to not get shot for doing shit. You know, a lot of the karma for what the fuck I done did ain't came back and hit me the way that it's hit other people. You know, there's motherfuckers who didn't even get to do shit and got kicked in they ass early. Niggas ain't even get put on the hood and got their brains blown out just for hanging around with the homies and they wasn't even from the set. You know, so that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, a lot of this shit come with consequences that your ass ain't got no control over, dog. You know, like I say all the fucking time, my nigga... You could choose the crime, but you can't choose the punishment. You can always choose your movement, but you can't choose the, the, the reaction that life going to have. You can't choose how karma bring that bullshit back. You know, and like I say, or, you know, I ain't said it in a long time, but, nigga, I've always said, nigga, like, my mission in life is to redo all the bad karma that I've created for myself. You know, like, I try to do as much good as I can moving throughout life. To offset a lot of the bad shit that I've done in my life. A lot of why I use my platform the way that I do is to stop motherfuckers from creating bad karma for themselves. You know, because like I be saying, my nigga, a lot of the fucking culture and rap is some bullshit. Them niggas trying to sell you bad behavior. And I don't want to see that for a lot of niggas. You know, I'd rather see motherfuckers do good. So just with the small little platform, the little bit of fucking influence that I have, I want to make it to where a lot of motherfuckers who younger than me don't do the same stupid ass shit because it's easy. My nigga, if you listen to rap music, it's a million motherfuckers telling you, nigga, smoke the ops. Nigga, we smoking on op pack. Nigga, I keep the pistol on me. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all that. Like they make that shit sound like it's cool as a motherfucker. And it ain't, you know, a lot of what I tell my younger partners, like even my kids and shit. Like, nigga, anybody who can sit up here and glorify the streets ain't never been in them motherfuckers. Anybody who can sit there and make prison sound like it's cool ain't never fucking been there. You know, nigga, hanging T-shirts at your homeboys is not cool. Dead homies is not cool, my nigga. You know, motherfuckers love to say on the dead homies. Like, nigga, a lot of you niggas ain't even got no dead homies. Because y'all wouldn't even be thinking that it's so fucking cool to say, my nigga. Like, it's not cool for a motherfucker who you done kicked it with on a daily basis to not be here no more behind some bullshit. That's not fucking cool, my nigga. You know, it's all cool when y'all niggas the ones that that's, that's smoking the ops, nigga. It ain't so cool when you the one getting smoked. You know, it ain't so cool to look on social media and see some niggas down the street, you know, burning a t-shirt with your homie face on it. You know, it ain't cool... To drive outside, nigga, you turn the corner and you see your homeboy. They done had a fucking candlelight vigil for, his, for him 
And then the motherfuckers from down the street done kicked his candles over, did some more disrespectful ass shit. Like, nigga, the streets ain't fucking cool, my nigga. But these motherfuckers keep selling you that shit and making it sound good over beats. So motherfuckers want to go ahead and get involved in it, and it's not cool. Like, nigga, literally, nigga, I be seeing little niggas who, nigga, from the suburbs, two-parent household, them niggas had everything they ever wanted. They got all the motherfucking PlayStation games, all the Xbox games, all the Jordans, all the Supreme, all the fucking name brand clothes, and they and they motherfucking pictures throwing up gang signs and fuck these ops and... You ain't got no motherfucking ops. The fuck you mean ops? Who the fuck is your ops, my nigga? You're from the suburbs. Like, all these little niggas want to be street niggas because this motherfucking music they be listening to. You know, like I said, this is a big reason that I be so involved when it come to my kids and the music they listen to. Like, on some real shit, my nigga. Rest in peace to Tentacion, but I don't let my son listen to his music. Like, nigga, I don't let my son listen to Rod Wave. Nigga, it's a lot of musicians I just won't even allow my son to listen to because your ass ain't finna be listening to the, that that fucking audio depression. That's why my son can't listen to XXX because that nigga, be, he make all that depressing-ass suicide music. So do Rod Wave, like, nigga, fighting demons. No, nigga, we ain't doing that, nigga. Yo, nigga, you... You got both parents active in your life, my nigga. You ain't got no fucking demons to be fighting. You know, like these little street motherfuckers, you know, like even rest in peace, King Vaughn. Nigga, a lot of that shit, I don't let my son listen to that shit. It's a lot of shit my son just flat out can't fucking listen to, nigga, if I catch his ass. Because the thing is, nigga, you can only have so much control over the, the media that your kids consume. Because I get it, nigga, you know, like I done had conversations with the homies like, you know, when we was younger growing up, you know, N.W.A., Dr. Dre, you know, the chronic, you know, certain songs, you know, bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Yeah, nigga, a, a lot of our parents tried to keep us away from that music and we listened to it anyway. But nigga, the, the best thing I could do is at least try the hardest that I can to number one, be more influential in my son's life than these goddamn musicians. And number two, my nigga, just try to give him a fucking alternative to listen to. Because on some real shit, nigga, my son's favorite rappers is Nipsey and E-40. You know, he do like a lot of these little younger, new motherfuckers. Because like I said, nigga, what made me get deuce off XXX was the fact that, nigga, I came in the house one day and that's all this nigga was listening to. This nigga listened to some old sad ass. Nigga, I'm like, damn, I'm getting depressed and I ain't even heard the words of this motherfucker. Nigga, cut that shit off, nigga. You ain't got no reason to be sitting up in the motherfucking corner emotional. Nigga, your life's great. And if you feel the need to be sitting in an emotional fucking place, nigga, with your fucking hand, you know, your, your face in your hands, nigga, we're going to go hire you a therapist to talk to. But you're not going to be sitting here listening to this old suicidal-ass music, my nigga. We ain't doing that. You know, because I get it, you know, 2022, everybody's diagnosing themselves with a motherfucking mental health ailment and shit, but not mine. You know, and that's my fucking job, I feel, as a goddamn parent. You know, it's my job to steer my son in the right way. It's my job to watch the way that my children are behaving and to move their behavior to the way that I would like for them to, you know, go in. Because, nigga, you ain't got 100% of your your kids behavior in your hands like you can't control everything your kids do 
But the least you can do is that to be able to look yourself in the mirror to say, Nick, at least I tried. This, this is what I did to do the best that I could to have the influence on my kid. Because I would hate for my son's biggest fucking influence to be a goddamn rapper. You know, like at one point, you know, like I used to tell y'all, nigga, Deuce's favorite rapper was Nipsey. He still might be, because on some real shit, 90% of the time we get in the car, Deuce say play Nipsey. And sometimes I get kind of iffy about it, because like I said, nigga, I still get sad listening to the shit. I ain't even going to front, nigga. Nip died three years ago, my nigga, and it still fucked me up to listen to certain songs. Nigga, Blue Laces too. come on, nigga, I start getting choked up. Nigga, I literally cannot listen to last time that I checked. Nigga, once I hear that cash register sound, I'm fast-forwarding that motherfucker. Because last time that I checked, nigga, that shit just, it fucks me up. But I'm glad that my son listened to Nipsey. Like, I'm glad my son actually listens to rappers that have an actual message. Because my son, he don't even know the bullets ain't got no name, Nipsey. Like, he don't listen to the old 60 Crip Nipsey. He's on... You know, the 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 marathon and everything after that when Nipsey got on his more mature shit. Cause like me personally, nigga, I was listening to Gangbanger Nip, nigga, like, you know, that that 06 Nipsey. You know, back in 2012, nigga, that that gangbanger shit. You know, so it's like nigga, I would rather my son listen to motherfuckers that have more of a message because I don't want my son thinking that a lot of this negativity is shit that he should be aspiring to. I don't want my son thinking that a lot of this fucking negativity is shit that he should be looking at as cool. Because just like when we grew up, my nigga, and this is shit that I, you know, like when I have my conversations with a lot of my homeboys, a lot of times when we talk about, you know, fatherhood, a lot of what I talk about as far as what I want my role to be is to be influential in my kids' lives. Like I want for them to look at me as the cool motherfucker because i feel like a lot of what fucked a lot of us up is the niggas who we consider to be cool wasn't what we should think is cool like when i grew up the coolest nigga in the world to me was easy and you know i'm from compton so the image that i had of easy was the exact same image as the gangbangers that i grew up around so I grew up thinking gangbangers and dope dealers was the coolest niggas in the world. Like, nigga, it, it, it's on record when I was in school and my teacher asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said I want to be a dope dealer because that's what I saw as cool. Of course, the teacher immediately corrected me like, no, you, you'd rather be like a doctor or a lawyer. And I'm like, nah, I don't see those niggas in low riders. I don't see those niggas with jewelry. I don't even see those niggas Monday through Friday. I've never even met one of these motherfuckers outside of a fucking hospital or some shit like that. You know, because that's the fucking thing, you know, and that goes to a lot of what the problem is as far as influence in the black community. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like we don't really have doctors and lawyers around us. A lot of us in the black community, nigga, we don't even see these things. You know, all we know of a doctor is when we go to the hospital. And a lot of times we don't even see a black doctor when we go to the hospital. A lot of us go to the motherfucking hospital and, you know, the doctor's name is fucking Ashwindar Patel or some shit like that. Or, you know, maybe if he is black, he like an African or, you know, some fucking way out culture, you know, Asian, Jewish or some shit like that. You know, so it's like, nigga. We got to do a better job at getting better influences around our kids, you know, because like I was thinking about that shit. I, I tweeted it, but it, it wasn't really profound. And all I was saying was like, we just need more black fucking lawyers, more black politicians, because I get it, nigga. You know, we we great athletes. We exceptional entertainers. We amazing musicians. But like, nigga, we need more political minds out there, dog. You know, like, and I'm really just going off on a tangent because I've been doing freestyle episodes for the last month and some change. And this is another one. You know, I'm literally just whatever the fuck comes to my mind. I'm just going, especially because, you know, like the comments is kind of light because I was thinking that I was going to speak a little bit more on the Kyrie Irving shit. And um, it was something else I was thinking about talking about, but. I don't know, you know, but as far as, uh, you know, because I just thought about that shit when I was talking about the, the phenotypes that a lot of, a lot of the doctors that we have in the black community, but as far as like this Kyrie shit, it's just a fucked up situation in general, my nigga. And I don't really want to speak on these motherfuckers, you know, who he spoke on that got his ass, you know, supposedly corporate canceled. Because, you know, somebody had posted like uh, that Kyrie is canceled. Nigga, Kyrie is corporate canceled. Nigga, cancellation comes from the people. What Kyrie is going through is coming from the corporations, i.e. those motherfuckers whose names I'm not even going to say. But y'all know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about those motherfuckers. Because those motherfuckers is who he spoke on. And that's what put his ass in hot water. The same motherfuckers that Kanye spoke on. And got his ass put in hot water. You know. And I've been going back and forth with a lot of motherfuckers on this Kanye shit. But as far as what I've been telling niggas. Who been like mad because I'm not standing with Kanye. And all this punk ass shit he doing. And all that punk ass shit that he going through. Behind them punk ass motherfuckers he spoke on. Is because I was off the nigga. When he put that red hat on. Like, nigga, I never start back fucking with him after that. When that nigga said slavery was a choice and all that stupid ass shit, nigga, I was done then. Because like I tell niggas all the time, nigga, niggas don't really boycott shit. Niggas throw a little quick tantrum till a motherfucker drop a hot shoe or a cool fucking album. Then all of a sudden the fucking boycott over, my nigga. 
I don't do that. I I don't forgive my nigga until you really do something that shows me that you're for black people, nigga. I'm not finna. Oh damn, you heard that album? Shit, man, Kanye back? No, he's not. Like nigga, he he ain't never showed me nothing that that said he was for black people. So it's been fuck Kanye for like five or six years with me. So I'm not finna be like, oh, y'all niggas want to get mad when he speak on them. When he spoke on them motherfuckers, you got mad, but you weren't mad when he said nothing about black people. Bitch, yes, I was. I ain't bought none of that nigga albums. I ain't got none of that nigga shoes. Ever since he said that bullshit about black people five, six years ago, nigga, I been done. That be y'all niggas that be waiting for the media to tell you who to be fucking mad at. Nigga, I been said fuck Kanye years ago. Nigga, this this ain't new mad nigga. This is I've been off this bitch ass nigga. What's going on, King John from Frocast? Like, that's the fucking thing, my nigga. So as far as Kyrie, like, luckily I've been seeing a whole lot of niggas standing with Kyrie. And I I I love that. Because I've been critical of Kyrie because a lot of his goofy ass views, but I fuck with the way that that nigga stood on his motherfucking ten toes. Like, I, I, I'm really happy to see that that nigga didn't let them motherfuckers break him. Like, I really hope that he comes out of this shit on top because I love the way that he handled that shit. Like, nigga, I shouldn't have to apologize for my true fucking feelings, especially if how I truly feel didn't hurt no goddamn body. All that nigga did was post a fucking cover of a goddamn movie. He didn't give you niggas a review. He didn't give no motherfucking... Uh, no endorsement All he did was post a picture of that motherfucker He didn't even give no context And niggas want to start distancing themselves from him You know and shout out to MJ in our group chat He said that his contract with Nike Was already going to expire anyway So it wasn't even that they distanced themselves with him Because of anything other than the fact that Number one they probably already had problems With this nigga in general And number two that's just a face-saving move that they did. And it is what it is. Niggas feel how they feel. You know, certain motherfuckers saying they going to boycott Nike for distancing themselves from Kyrie and boycott themselves from motherfucking Kanye for distancing themselves because of what the fuck these niggas said about that goddamn mafia. Them motherfuckers. Like, that's the fucking thing, though, my nigga. Like, us as black people, we need to start using... Our motherfucking power like that Because I think You know Them motherfuckers Is only like I think Less than 1% Of the United States population Or some shit like that Them niggas is a very small Percentage of the United States population But these motherfuckers Can literally shut Motherfuckers whole careers down Not even because You really said something That was anti But nigga Just cause you said Something about them That they didn't fucking like Cause neither Kanye nor fucking Kyrie, they didn't say fuck those people. They didn't say do no harm to those motherfucking people. Them motherfuckers ain't make no song about killing those people or fucking none of those people's bitch or harming those people in no way. And these motherfuckers got these niggas whole fucking career in a sling. But something that Kanye said in his fucking Dream Chaps interview, nigga, I could make a thousand songs saying. Fuck niggas, I'ma kill niggas, I'ma fuck a nigga bitch I got more money than you niggas, you niggas is ugly, you niggas is whack, you niggas is everything bad 
You can make a thousand songs and put them bitches on the radio about saying niggas ain't shit. But nigga, all you got to say something is something that those motherfuckers misinterpret as anti. And then have your whole shit shut down. You know, and like I said, nigga, these motherfuckers move like a goddamn mafia, my nigga. You know, and like I done said, off wax, nigga. These niggas is worse than the motherfucking mafia, dog. Like, nigga, these motherfuckers will get your whole motherfucking career shut down just by saying some shit that's somewhat, like I said, nigga, it's just some shit that's not even unfavorable toward these niggas. Because what the fuck these motherfuckers are saying? What the fuck is anti about that shit? Like, these niggas ain't saying nothing harmful toward these motherfuckers. How the fuck are you offended by me saying you own everything? How the fuck are you offended by me saying... Nigga, we the the real sons of Ham and shit. Like, the fuck? But like I said, my nigga, like, these motherfuckers don't want you to bring up the history and the fact that they, them motherfuckers stole your status. Because that's what a lot of that shit is. What you say? There's no penalty for offending blacks. Exactly. And like I said, nigga, I feel like the reason that there's no penalty for offending blacks is because we support that shit. Because that shit sound good in music. We'll sit up here and let you say smoke a nigga, shoot a nigga, kill a nigga, fuck a nigga, bitch, kick a nigga in the stomach, you know, punch a nigga in the back, sock a nigga in the back of the head and all that punk ass shit. But nigga, you can't even say nothing somewhat offensive to another group, my nigga. Them niggas will have your whole shit shut down, nigga. Them niggas will cancel every paycheck you got coming. What'd he say? White motherfuckers. Are trying to monopolize that motherfucking religion. Yes. They absolutely are. And like I said my nigga. You know. Part of the reason that it's so fucked up. Because y'all know them niggas who be screaming on the side of the street. With them motherfucking bullhorns and shit. You know. The the, the, the Hebrew Israelites. You know. Motherfuckers love to make them niggas look crazy. Especially because. Them the niggas that's preaching all that fucking. You know, that weird sounding shit. Let me just put it that way, my nigga. You know, because if them niggas could really calm themselves down and really get their message across in a way that is a lot more palatable to people, man, the, them motherfuckers would try to shut the Hebrew Israelites down. Because a lot of what the Hebrew Israelites are saying is a lot of truth. It's a lot of truth said in what the Hebrew Israelites' message is, my nigga. But it comes off so crazy because of the way that they deliver that shit. You know, and like I told the homie, nigga, we was at work. I said, my nigga, the Hebrew Israelites better not get a motherfucker who could really get the message across that really spit that shit. Like in the way of Malcolm X or Martin Luther King. You know, like somebody who really could like sit down and break that shit down in a way that people actually listen to. Man, they would get rid of that nigga. ASAP pronto my nigga they'll get rid of that nigga so goddamn fast because like I said nigga I feel like them motherfuckers basically hijacked the religion them motherfuckers really hijacked the, the narrative that they supposedly God's chosen people my nigga and they don't like a motherfucker to like really understand the fact that they stole that shit because you know like we done said nigga once niggas realize who we honestly are, we're going to be a motherfucking threat. Once niggas actually realize who we honestly are, 
Like it sound cool to say king and queen and all that old shit. But once we start actually viewing ourselves as such, we're going to be some dangerous motherfuckers, dog. And that's like they biggest fucking fear. You know, like that's some shit that I really honestly try to push to, to my kids. Like you really got to realize who you are in this motherfucker. And you got to carry yourself that way. That's the reason that I I talk so much about how you carry yourself, how you view yourself, self-esteem, you know, self-image. That's the reason why I push that shit so hard on this fucking show. Because it's it's cute to call a woman queen. It's cool to call your friend king. It's different to view yourself that way. Like it's a whole different level of power when you honestly feel as if you are that motherfucker. You know, something that we can learn from them in this bullshit and the way that they overreacting to everything is them niggas don't even allow the slightest hint of disrespect. They check that shit right at the motherfucking door. Like, nigga, women need to start really, like, getting at it. Like, even with me, my nigga. Because, like I said, if y'all listen to this show, I say bitch a million motherfucking times a minute. I'm not only talking about men, I be talking about women, too. But I'm respectful enough to women when I speak to them not to call them bitch. But I say bitch a lot on this show. But nigga, let women come to me in mass and say some shit like, nigga, we can't be listening to your show if you keep on referring to women as bitches. I'll probably stop. Let me not say probably. I will stop. Because I have that level of respect for women. The only reason that I say bitch a lot as far as referring to women is because I'm speaking to certain women. I'm speaking to a certain behavior pattern of certain women. Because like I say, I don't call all women bitches. I don't even call most women bitches. It's a very small segment of women who I'm speaking to when I use the word bitch. Just like bitch ass nigga. I'm not calling all niggas bitches. I'm calling a very small sector of society bitch ass niggas. It's a very specific behavior pattern that gets you put in the category of a bitch or a bitch ass nigga. But what I do on my show, what I'm talking about on my fucking show is to stop motherfuckers from engaging in these behaviors. Realize who you are so you won't be put in the category of a bitch or a bitch ass nigga. Because as black people, we are neither of these things. No nigga is born a bitch ass nigga. No woman is born a bitch. Your behavior is what determines whether or not you are called these motherfucking titles and these motherfucking labels. You know, a lot of what you support, a lot of what you listen to, a lot of the shit that you engage in is what gets you put into these fucking boxes. So stop engaging in the behaviors that get you put in these boxes. Stop allowing the treatment that gets you put into these motherfucking boxes. Them motherfuckers, you say any little shit, them niggas going to check you about that shit. That's how we need to start being. Anytime a motherfucker say something that's offensive to us, we need to start checking that shit. Whether that be an actual motherfucking real life boycott where we stop supporting these motherfucking companies. You know, or just something that to counteract the way that them motherfuckers got in. You know, whether we just do like a. I don't know, nigga, some type of mass campaign to really let these motherfuckers know that they not going to do that again. Because that's what power is. 
Them motherfuckers, they're demonstrating their power. This is a power play. What they doing to Kyrie and Kanye, this is a motherfucking power move. This is the definition of gangster shit. This is something that, nigga, I ain't even finna make this no two-hour episode, so I'm gonna save this thought. But if y'all motherfuckers really listen to this show and y'all got to this point in the episode, and y'all niggas know if y'all follow me on Instagram at Too Much Game Podcast or at Uncle Dolomite, y'all niggas could put me in remembrance of what the fuck I'm finna say. This shit that those motherfuckers is doing to her Kyrie and Kanye. This is the definition of gangster shit. We didn't learn gangster shit from each other. We we learned gangster shit from them. We learned gangster shit from white people. We learned gangster shit in America. We didn't create this shit. We learned this shit. This is a learned behavior. All they did was market it and package it to make it look like we created this shit. This shit that they doing, this is a gangster move, my nigga. This is a power play. This ain't even them, um, you know, showing that, oh, we're offended and we're throwing a tantrum. No, this is them saying, you niggas ain't finna talk to us like that because we'll spank your motherfucking ass. Nigga, we'll cancel your motherfucking ass. So watch how the fuck you talk when you say our goddamn name. This is the definition of power. This is what power is, nigga. Power is the ability to reward and punish. Power is the ability to move things. This is them showing the power that they have. Nigga, I don't give a fuck how much money you got. If you say our motherfucking name in a way that we don't like, we'll cut all this shit off. That's what the fuck they doing. They doing some gangster shit. Them niggas is showing Kyrie and Kanye, nigga, you gonna put some goddamn respect on our name. That's what the fuck they doing. This is gangster shit. This shit is not about being offended. This shit is not about motherfuckers feelings being hurt. This is them motherfuckers saying, look, nigga, we going to make you shut the fuck up, nigga. You going to get down and you going to lay down. What you say, King John? They even made Jalen Rose apologize for asking about the cheating wife to be exposed. Exactly, my nigga. That's what it is, my nigga. And you know, like, I talked about this shit in the leverage episode. And I talked about this shit in the um the integrity episode. Episode three and episode four of the Too Much Game podcast. I've been talking about this shit since the beginning. Um what Steve Harvey told Monique to swallow her pride because this ain't a black and white game, this a money game. I caught that nigga every bitch in the book. Because like I said, nigga, once I see a motherfucker do some punk ass shit that I feel is unbecoming of a real black king or queen, I don't fuck with it. Especially when you try to share your bitch ass behavior with another person and make them move bitch made like you moving bitch made. I don't like it. I don't support it. I don't fuck with it. I'm going to speak down on it at every motherfucking opportunity I get. Because I feel like in a situation with a nigga like Steve Harvey, nigga, you got too much motherfucking money to allow these motherfuckers to still have control over what you say and how you move. To me, bitch ass nigga shit. 
You know, nigga, why are you still allowing these motherfuckers to spoon feed you when you have enough money to distribute your own shit, to start your own network? Like I said, I'm not a fan of Tyler Perry's movies, but I'm a huge fan of Tyler Perry and the way that he moves. I love the fact that this nigga's independent. I love that he started his own studio. So we might not be fans of his movies and the way he makes them and the shit he says or however, whatever the fuck y'all motherfuckers feel about him. I can never take away the fact that this motherfucker started his own studio so he can control his own fucking narratives. You know, I know we we got our own little views about his movies, but the fact that he did what he did the way he did it, I have nothing negative to say about him. You know, my worst episode Everybody got paid. That's exactly how I felt about that motherfucking movie, um, Coming to America, the sequel. I hated that movie, but I love the fact that everybody got paid. They did a lot of positive shit. They showed a lot of positive black images. A lot of black people got put on the international movie database that probably wouldn't have otherwise been on there without that movie getting made. So I love that shit. Like, there's just some shit that us as black people, it's just some moves that get made that I might not like the content that got created out of it, but I I love the move because those are power moves. I love black people really understanding our power, showing the power that we have, you know, creating power for ourselves. Nigga, the narrative is powerful, my nigga. Being able to control the narrative, being able to control how you're viewed, that's fucking powerful, my nigga. So I love the fact that he did what he did. What he say? He put on thousands of black people. Uh, Tyler Perry did. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love black people making moves that show power. That's why I love black entrepreneurship. I love seeing black people start businesses to the point where can't nobody tell you what to do. Can't nobody tell you what to say. Just like with Tariq Nasheed, I have the ultimate respect for Tariq Nasheed, no matter how niggas view him, no matter whether you agree with his ass or not. I love the fact that he's put himself in a position to where he can say whatever the fuck he wants when you niggas can't cancel him. I love seeing black people, you know, like really make power fucking moves because that's what these motherfuckers is doing. And that's what they showing with Kyrie and fucking uh, Kanye. They showing the power that they have to control the fucking narrative, my nigga. And we need to have that same type of power. You know, like, I didn't really see fully what Shaq had to say, but I'm sure it was some bitch-ass nigga shit. I apologize for not paying attention. You know, the last couple weeks, nigga, it's been a whole lot of things surrounding my birthday. So I haven't really been on social media a lot. I ain't really been paying attention to a lot of shit because, you know, nigga, it's my goddamn birthday, my nigga. It's hard for me to fucking pay attention to all that shit. And I got a thousand motherfuckers telling me happy birthday and niggas calling my phone and DMing me and shit. Like, nigga, I spent more time, like, answering DMs, text messages, and phone calls than playing on social media and video games and shit like I usually do. You know, because like I said, nigga, I appreciate all the birthday love, nigga. Shout out to everybody. He told me happy birthday, nigga. I'm not a big birthday person, but for some reason, this 40th birthday I just had, this shit was great, my nigga. It was excellent. I appreciate all you motherfuckers. 
you know, but, you know, that's why I didn't really pay attention to a lot. That's the reason why, not that this episode, I feel, has been whack, but this motherfucker ain't really as heavy on the content that I thought it was going to be just because, nigga, I've been so busy with all this birthday shit. I ain't really had no hell of a time to, like, really sit down and consume content enough to really have nothing super deep for y'all. So a lot of this shit was just me, you know, just trying to hit on shit that I saw in the midst of what was going on beyond my birthday. Shout out, bless Ed, good looking out, Rhonda, uh, Clark Sings. What do you say? Shaq was on some bullshit. He all about the money. Exactly, nigga. But, you know, Shaq is another one. Who even though what he said was some bitch ass shit, I kind of fuck with Shaq a little bit because of the wealth that he's created. But at the same time, he got a lot of that shit off the back of those motherfuckers. And that's the reason that he got to speak the way he speak. Because even in a situation of a nigga like Shaq, as much as I like the fact that he made that money, he made it a lot of that money under them motherfuckers. So he might have a lot of power as far as perception. But that motherfucker has put a lot of his power in their hands. Because if Shaq get out of line, it's going to be a whole lot of motherfuckers that take a lot of them fancy toys that motherfucker got off. Them niggas will snatch that motherfucking S right off his goddamn chest if they want to. And that's the one thing that I don't really like about Shaq. What's going on, my nigga uh, Ringo? We need to talk podcast. What's going on, beautiful Shay? Uh, What'd he say? He screened the movie that got Kyrie in trouble at his theater. That's what I'm saying, my nigga. Like Shaq, as far as what Shaq said about Kyrie, because I heard he said some shit like, uh, you know, we gotta we gotta speak for what that idiot said or some shit like that. Like, we gonna get punished for what that idiot said. I guess that idiot means Kyrie. Which again, my nigga, Shaq is a goddamn puppy. He might be a very rich puppy, but he a goddamn puppy. You know, big seven-foot puppet, my nigga. You know, as much money as this motherfucker has gotten, like I said about power, my nigga, and again, I talked about this shit in the Leverage episode. I think I talked about that shit in the Integrity episode where I said something, and again, nigga, I've been doing this shit since, you know, early 2019. So I said that shit before, you know, the untimely passing of Nipsey Hussle. But, you know, I got a clip of that motherfucker probably still on my Instagram page and a too much game page. But I had said I would rather be Nipsey Hussle than Drake because of the power that Nipsey Hussle has over his destiny. Because as much as Drake has amassed great wealth, if Drake say the wrong shit, they could do the same shit to Drake. It's a lot of motherfuckers that got a whole lot of power over Drake's income. Just like Shaq. And you never want to be put in that fucking position. Because no matter how high you go, there's always somebody who can knock your motherfucking ass down when you don't have true power. When you don't have that motherfucking power over your destiny, meaning you actually owning some shit. Nigga, say the wrong shit. Nigga, the motherfuckers will show you who really got the power. And that's what I'm saying as far as us as black people. We need to do the best that we can to create real power. We need to do the best that we can to actually use the power that we have. 
episode one of the Too Much Game podcast entitled Politicking. That's a lot of what I talked about as far as us as black people showing the power that we have politically, meaning using our vote strategically, my nigga. What's going on, my nigga DJ DC? Fucking uh, D cross one. That's the fucking thing. Like us as black people, we need to like really start exercising our power better. You know, like we really need to start using our platforms better, especially us who have independent platforms. You know, a lot of us podcasters and this ain't me telling you niggas how to do y'all shows. Because I have a lot of podcasters that listen to my podcast, nigga. I'm like your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast on some real shit. But us as podcasters who have these independent platforms where can't nobody tell us what the fuck to say. Like, it's a lot of shit that I wish I heard more of from us. Because it's a lot of motherfuckers who we listen to who got huge, giant platforms, big ass listenerships who ain't talking about shit. Or these motherfuckers have somebody, you know, pulling their motherfucking strings so they can't even say certain shit. So us who can say the shit got to do a better job of actually speaking on some shit that's of substance. You know, I ain't telling you niggas to have a throwaway episode where you get super deep on the shit, but just on some real shit. My nigga has a motherfucker with a platform like nigga. What are you doing? Like what's what what do you want to be fucking remembered for? You know, like me personally, my favorite thing that I get out of podcasting is the motherfuckers who DM me and tell me that I helped them with some shit. Who tell me that I helped them motherfuckers learn something that they wouldn't have otherwise known. You know, like I try to be informative. And entertaining at the same time. So as much as I know, I want motherfuckers to listen to this shit to be entertained. So you'll stay coming back to listen to it. I want you niggas to take something away from this shit. You know what you say, Jerm? Hide the medicine in the candy sometime. Exactly. You know, like us with independent platforms, my nigga, like I get it, nigga. You know, some of us, we got to be funny. But in within you being funny, nigga, sometimes you got to give a nigga something. Because us as black people, like... We addicted to entertainment. Niggas will always choose entertainment over education. So sometimes why you entertaining motherfuckers, you got to educate their ass at the same time. What you say, Ringo, when you sell your soul, it's hard to be a man of principle. Well, yeah, but the thing is, a man of principle ain't never going to sell his soul. You know, but that's the fucking thing, dog, like. You know, we shouldn't be letting Shaq be the motherfucking bar of niggas we listen to. Shaq a puppy. You know, like, just like to circle it all the way back to the beginning of the episode. We shouldn't allow a motherfucker who's getting paid by them motherfuckers to be our influences. Because that's what it is with a lot of these motherfucking rappers. These niggas is told what to do. A lot of these pundits on ESPN, they're told what to say. A lot of these motherfuckers on TV, they're told what to say. So us as niggas who literally what we say comes from where, from here, from the heart. We need to do a better job at saying some shit that's substantial. Because nigga, we got influence too, my nigga. 
you know, us as parents, like we need to do a better job of counteracting that, that bullshit that our kids is listening to. Like, nigga, your kids fucking a, a rapper shouldn't be his biggest influence. And I get it. Rappers are highly influential because they have they were big ass influences on us growing up. You know, nigga, like I, I got a picture of Easy E on this wall right here. I got a picture of Nipsey on this wall right here, nigga. So I get the influence that rappers have over us. You know, I wanted to be Easy E growing up. Easy E was my hero growing up. But luckily, I had some real niggas in my life to steer me away from a lot of the shit that I heard on them songs. Because even though a lot of that shit might have been for entertainment, when you'll hear these niggas in interviews, a lot of it be for entertainment. A lot of the stories that they told in a lot of those songs, they was trying to steer you away from the shit. But as kids, a lot of times we only hear what we think is cool and we only take that and run with that shit. So as parents, we need to be the ones to like steer that narrative when your kids is listening to this shit. Like, yeah, that shit might sound cool, but that ain't for you. That shit might sound cool, but that's him. That ain't you. You need to go this way. You know, like niggas need to start showing their kids young Jeezy and his son. Like, yeah, you see how this nigga got trap or die? Look at his son, college graduate. That nigga might be telling you to, to get his trap on, but he told his son to get good his study on. So that's the fucking thing. Like us as parents, us as motherfuckers with influence, we need to use our influence as best we can to help motherfuckers. Because, nigga, it's a million motherfuckers on TV telling y'all to do some stupid punk ass bitch shit. What he say? I follow what Charles Barkley said. I'm not a role model. So that's how I've always perceived rappers. Yeah, that's cool. But our kids don't look at rappers like that. Our kids look at rappers as role models. A rapper could literally put out a CD call. I'm not a role model. And kids are still going to follow what the fuck they do. The reason Charles Barkley said he not a role model is because that's how motherfuckers view him. He's a basketball player. And we've been taught that these motherfuckers are role models. No matter what your parents say, nigga, we we look at them. Nigga, there was literally a fucking commercial say, I want to be like Mike. These motherfuckers are influential, dog. These motherfuckers, whether you want to be a role model or not, you are. Us as podcasters, my nigga, whether we want to be a role model or not, we are. Us as adults around children, whether we want to be role models or not, we are. So you got to do a better fucking job at using the influence that you have over young motherfuckers to have them doing better shit in life. What's going on, my little sister, nigga? You know, but that's the thing, like, nigga, just as an influential motherfucker, because, nigga, whether you know it or not, you have influence. Use that shit better to better affect the motherfuckers around you. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. Hold on, let me get the germ shit. He also threw a person through a glass window, so him being a role model is kind of suspect compared to join. Yeah, fuck Charles Barkley. But anyway, if you would like to support me financially, cash at me, uh, at Uncle Dolomite fucking cash tag, buy some merchandise. Too much game podcast.store. T-O-O much game podcast.store. Please buy some merchandise. 
Support the motherfucking team. Townhouse Media. Patreon.com slash Townhouse Media. Town E House Media. Support the other Townhouse Media podcast. Sports for You podcast. Sports number four, letter U. With John Watson, Mark, and Nick Freeze. Dopest motherfucking segment in podcasting. Calling out names. Y'all niggas check them motherfuckers out. Check out the motherfucking Black Pod Squad. Me, Frocast, Cool Out Corner, 12 Cal, uh, what's that, Beats, Rhymes, and Body Slams, uh, Power Lunch Hour, I think I got all up, nigga, uh, check me out on motherfucking Latte Java Drips Radio, LatteJavaDrips.com slash, uh, LJD Radio, uh, follow me on social media, at Uncle Dolomite, on Instagram and Twitter, at Too Much Game Podcast, Instagram, Too Much Game Pod on Twitter, Please watch this bitch on YouTube if you niggas are still here, nigga. YouTube.com slash townhouse uh, slash too much game podcast. Uh, I think that's it though. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.